Hello, 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 and happy holiday season, aka welcome to the holiday vortex. For the last two episodes of 2022, I wanted to do a little reflecting and share some takeaways. And as I sat down to plan these out, let me tell you, it was actually kind of hard to figure out where I wanted to steer the ship and choose a nice neat box to put it all in because I could have gone a couple different directions and shared so many stories. Um, But here's what I chose to do. As you can probably tell by the title, I started out by doing this episode with five little content-related lessons, namely how to improve your content in 2023. Next week, I'm going to address a question that someone was asking recently in an end-of-year peer group meeting. She hadn't taken time to sit back, look at all she'd done, and just enjoy the fact that maybe she had done enough. So naturally, I have some thoughts and ideas around that, Have we done enough? Have you done enough this year? And I wanted to share. So look forward to that next week. And if you just can't get enough of the introspection and reflection, I don't know. For me, this was like a wildly insightful and eye-opening year. I've had so much fun reflecting at the end of it. And I feel like I just want to spread the wealth for you to examine for yourself. So if you're all in on that little project, make sure you join us over in the free She Built This community on Facebook, because when this episode comes out, December 21st, there's only going to be 10 more days to go in our countdown to 2023. And I'm sharing a daily lesson learned from the past year in there, and it has been a blast so far. And if you are totally new here, If this is your first time listening, uh, first off, thank you so much for listening. I absolutely love when people discover the podcast, share the episode with a friend, and share about it on social media, tag me. So however you got here right now, yay and welcome. Um, I would love to make you officially part of the She Built This Podcast community, so it's it's. All you have to do is just like, follow, subscribe, and then stick around. And I can all but guarantee it's going to be a fun ride if you do. My name is Emily Aborn. I'm a content writer. I'm host of this podcast, and I'm leader and founder of the free women's entrepreneurship community, also titled She Built This. Once you decide that this podcast is up your alley and suits your fancy, which I definitely hope it does. Um, You can learn more about us at shebuiltthis.org and connect inside the group or visit me personally at emilyaborn.com where I have all sorts of resources and opportunities to get help on your own content. And some of those I'm going to get into in this episode. Um, I also want to give a big thank you to our reviewer of the week, Peers Not Fears. She shares so much value. There's so much that Emily brings to her show for her listeners. Her vulnerability and honesty is my favorite qualities. Buckle up because today we are about to get another dose of Emily's honesty as she appears by herself on the podcast for better or worse. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. And a big thank you to myself for that lovely introduction and interlude. Okay, so today's episode is going to be called Five Ways to Improve Your Content in the New Year. 
with the caveat that these could be applied at any time. You don't need to start this January 1st. Um, And they are just general little lessons from my personal experience and my own opinions that I think could help a lot. Add some rocket fuel to your blogs, your social media, your podcast episodes, your emails, whatever you got going on in the content world. And as I always say, If you want to go deeper into any of this stuff and get like more personalized, specific recommendations and tools, we should talk. Okay, a lot happened this year in the way of content creation. I'll just sum it up in a nutshell. If you aren't into videoing yourself, performing dance moves, lip syncing, or you don't have like a cute little dog typing that you can record every day, you may have felt that you had a hard time keeping up with the fast moving content train this past year. You are not behind. We are okay. You are okay. I'm okay. I don't like dancing in front of my iPhone either. And my dog does not type nor answer the phone. Also, if I try to lip sync, I tend to go off script. So if that is the boat you're in, it's okay. We just need to simply be clever about what we're putting out and how. I just interviewed Andrea Jones of the Savvy Social Podcast, who she's also going to share a little bit of a peek behind the scenes, especially when it comes to that ever elusive, that damn algorithm and what it is really looking for when it comes to content. That episode is going to be airing in January, so stay tuned for that one. Um, Andrea really reminds us that the algorithm is not our enemy. It's not like trying not to show people your stuff. We just need to learn to work with it, which means a couple of things. It means giving people content that is helpful, interesting, inspiring, thought-provoking, and awesome. And it doesn't need to mean pointing at word bubbles. I mean, it might, but it doesn't necessarily need to. So all of that brings me to my first little content lesson of 2022. Lesson number one, consistency is better than frequency. And I would like to add to that, that any sort of consistency is better than nothing at all. If you're not the kind of person who is going to be consistent with something that you dread, give yourself permission to let go of that and instead focus on being consistent with something you enjoy. I will give you a couple personal examples. I love podcasting. You can probably hear it in my voice. I love writing emails. I love engaging in my She Built This Facebook group. I love having fun with my account on Instagram. I do not love creating video. I do not love creating reels. I do not love doing lives, though I will do them sometimes. And posting on LinkedIn is not my favorite, though I'm getting better at LinkedIn. Um, if I committed to doing all of those things I dread, let's just say I'm the kind of person that would procrastinate until the cows got home and really struggle to be consistent with it. But if I commit to doing things that I enjoy, it's a lot easier to stay consistent and then some. And maybe some of you are thinking like, oh, there's just no part of marketing that I enjoy. And if that is the case, I really would love for you to join us in the Marketing Momentum Lab, which I'll talk about later, because we talk about all of these out-of-the-box ways. And you got to find something you love out of all of the options. (laughs) Now, when it comes to being consistent, and being frequent, um, you don't need to post five times a day, five times a week, like unless you want to, fine, whatever floats your boat. But whatever you choose, I would recommend that you 
Be consistent to make sure that you're giving it enough time, enough attention, enough experimentation to see if it's working. That's one of the really big benefits in being consistent in addition to just building trust with the people that are seeing your content. And honestly, the same goes with pretty much everything in your business, truly. Like being consistent with infinitesimally, I don't even know how to say that word, with really tiny steps. Being consistent with really tiny steps is better than taking one giant step once and then stopping. So choose a consistency that works for you and prioritize consistency over frequency. Now, I also want to say I have seen some influencers who are doing quite well for themselves and they've committed to posting several times a day and they also have lots to say several times a day and they also have teams behind them posting several times a day. So I'm not not going to try this maybe a couple of times, but I want to see how it feels to give it a whirl in this manner, see if I can see the benefit. I mean, I certainly have enough to say several times a day, that's for sure. But I can also see myself really losing steam after like a week. And so I'm going to just repeat, choose a consistency that works for you and prioritize consistency over frequency. And if you want to try it out, getting that sweet, sweet algorithm on your side, butter it, butter it up by posting more frequently, go for it. Uh, just be realistic, especially if it's just you, yourself, and you, which weirdly not weirdly, because I have an outline, brings me to lesson number two, be more you. Um, a recent guest of mine, Tina Brinkley Potts, let a quote slip out in her episode that I thought was so powerful and hit the nail right on the head. She said, most people are trying to hide who they are when they really should be amplifying it. And I really loved that. I think when it comes to our content, Letting your big bad or big good, preferably, personality shine is the way to go. As I say this, I'm thinking about this past year and my own content and a couple of people that I, I follow as well because I got to say when I see people showing up as themselves and first of all, I've had like the time of my life, like the time of my life writing in my own voice and speaking in my own voice. So it will also do the same for you, I would imagine. It just makes the personal content creation so much easier. I mean, for me anyway, and I can only imagine it might do the same for you. Um, as a result of really writing in my own voice and speaking in my own voice, people who stay connected with me through my content tell me that they feel like they know me. They can hear my voice in their head around certain things and certain phrases, which is honestly scary for them, but it felt like a compliment, so I'm gonna go with it. Um, it's just not really fun for me to try to pretend to be somebody I'm not. That's just like not who I am. And I'm 100% sure that there are people who find my voice and my personality and my way of being like ingratiating. They probably have some beef with the tone of my voice, the cadence, the hyperness, the message. I don't know. But here's the thing. When we show up as ourselves, we might repel some people and we will simultaneously strongly attract the people who are good fits for working with you, collaborating with you, and also being a part of your community. So I am a huge fan of showing more of yourself, your heart, your soul, the human behind your business. And no, I'm not saying that you need to post like hashtag vulnerable pictures of you with tears streaming down your face. 
I if I had a dollar for every time someone said, oh, I don't like to share anything personal, I would be filthy rich. You don't need to share. You get to choose whatever personal means to you. Sorry about that. Spam was calling me again. Um, you get to choose what personal means to you, what that looks like for you. And I will also add that I've been reading a lot about like AI generated content, everything from videos to written content. And there are videos out there. I've seen them. I watched a video the other day of this beautiful girl who had completely covered herself in makeup and put a filter on and looked like an entirely different person. So we're kind of like our radar is kind of on right now as human beings. Um, We're seeking out the things that are completely fake. And as a society, we are filtering BS from the real deal. And honestly, Google agrees. They are looking for, even if it's written by AI partially, they want someone to come and humanize it. That's what's ranking the highest in Google searches, if you can believe that. So I mean, if Google is saying this about preferring humans and preferring human content, we should take that as a hint. We should be on the side of the real deal. How do you do that? Be conversational, be quirky, be serious, be buttoned up, be emotional, be all business. Like whoever you are, make sure that you're using you, yourself, as the example of who you want to sound like. Don't be that someone else online that you're not in real life. Be you. Um, And this brings me to something I go both ways on, templates. I'm not entirely a fan, but honestly, if it helps you get started and you have the kind of brain where you really can personalize that and make it your own, I say go for it. I'm all about sparks of creativity and prompts and adding more ease when it comes to your content. But please, if you use a template, infuse it with you because people can tell when it's a template. We want you. We don't want a template. And you're probably thinking like, wait a minute, Emily, you're a content writer and literally writing for other people all the time. Are you shooting yourself in the foot? Isn't this going against what you're saying? Uh, No, I believe that a quality writer, just like a interior designer, a graphic designer, a brand designer, a web designer, they put themselves, I put myself into your character. It's like playing a role in a movie as an actor, honestly. We get into the character, we find your voice, and we write in that voice. I actually had, I mean, I get this compliment a lot, um, but I had a client recently who shared with a friend of hers that she'd had somebody writing all her social media posts, and her friend could not believe it because they were like, it sounded just like you, and they're like really, really good friends. So that is the point. Uh, When I'm writing for my clients, I don't want it to sound like me. I want it to sound like you. So I just had to address that. Um, But for the rest of the time, when I'm not acting like somebody else, I am me all the way and I want you to be you all the way too. All right, this brings me to lesson number three. And this is not 100% my lesson, so I'm not gonna take credit for it. What is the lesson? Wait for it. (laughs) No, you don't have to wait for it. Credit the work and brilliance of other people. Now, Let me tell you, this past year, 
more than ever. I have seen tons of copycatting. I'm not sure if it's inadvertent or intentional, who's to say, I don't know, but it's really gotten under my skin and I almost wheeled out my soapbox and did a whole episode of it on my own, but thankfully I did not need to because my friend Karen Kenny did one called Giving Credit Matters. And I'll make sure I put the link in the show notes to her episode. In it, she says, it costs you nothing to give credit where credit is due, but it could cost you everything if you don't. It's funny. Well, not entirely funny. I encountered something recently where I'd collaborated with somebody and a participant went to share about it and their takeaway, and they totally forgot to tag me and give me any sort of credit. Now, first of all, let me just say that it's fine. It was an accident. It's not, I do not need credit, but it's still sort of made me feel really weird for some reason. Like it was a little bit like demotivating and kind of like a slap in the face. It's hard as a creator to watch something that you contributed to or to something you downright geniused up on your own and not have the person sharing it acknowledge that it was your work. I've also seen people who have all but copied sentences like right out of my mouth, podcast titles that are eerily similar just after I did one on the same topic and someone who took a framework I use and teach it and made it remarkably similar to something that she teaches now. Again, I cannot be sure. I don't know if they're even seeing it or even like paying attention to me. It's the internet. I can't know if it was my sentence, my idea, my framework. There's so much content out there. I'm under no illusion that I'm some sort of like brilliant genius that came up with these ideas, but The feeling I had and how I'm going to say icky these experiences were have taught me this in regards to my own content. It has taught me that when I'm looking to use somebody else's quote, idea, or I get some amazing spark that I think is for me, but it's actually just from the book I just read, (laughs) I need to stop, look, listen, ask myself where I heard it or read it first because It feels really crappy when someone pawns off your work as their own. And I would never want anyone to feel that way if the tables were turned. Um, So I remember the first and last time in high school I ever plagiarized. I don't really know what played. I, I didn't know what it was at the time. That's another story for another day. But I was just like a I was a newbie at the whole schooling thing. And I got called into the principal's office. I legit thought I was going to jail. I thought I had committed a crime and was about to be dragged away by the Milford police and have to survive on like bread and water in a cell until I'd paid the price. Fortunately, uh, my teacher just gave me an F on the assignment and a chance to redo it and take the average of the two grades. But I learned how important it is to give credit where it's due, especially when copying and pasting from the internet, which is Pretty sure what I'm di- what I did in that instance. I guarantee you, I didn't like come up with the definition of democracy in my own brilliant fifteen year old head. Okay, and here's just another piece of this. I am the equivalent of a ghostwriter for my clients, so I'm literally paid to have people share my work and as their own. And weirdly, like that does not bother me or affect me. Like I said, I have. It's not about getting the credit. I have no problem not getting the credit when we've established that that is the way we're going to operate. I mean, I, I do it for a living. It is it is, it is is totally fine with me. Um, but it does affect me when it's something that someone snatched from me or someone else. And I've seen it happen with a lot of people around me. And I just think it's really shisty and rude and 
not a really great way to do business. Anyway, uh, Karen Kenny has way more to say about it in her podcast episode and also how to improve your credit giving skills. So be sure to listen to her podcast. I will put away my soapbox for now. I think I accidentally did end up pulling it out. But here's the last thing on this lesson. You might make mistakes. Honestly, over this past year, I have. I've made mistakes. I've given credit to the wrong person. I haven't given credit. So here's my advice. Like we all are going to mess up in this area, but put in the effort at the get-go to see where the thing came from and just check in and make sure that you're not like accidentally borrowing someone else's quote um, before claiming it's your own. Okay, lesson number four, cohesion. Now we're going to get into some fun stuff. If you really want to elevate your content in the new year, this is like one of my favorite things to talk about ever. Three words, cohesion, cohesion, cohesion. What exactly is cohesion when it comes to content? It's that feeling, that sense that everything is just like coming together and matching in vibe and in message. And I think that this covers anything else Anything from your social media to your website to how you show up on a Zoom call. Um, it's just like a cohesion in your overall message and what kinds of things you share on. And mind you, I know that some of you need a lot of wiggle room in this. And go ahead, make your lane nice and wide if you want, but make sure that you are clear on what that is, what is included in what you're doing and what you're offering so that for your own benefit, um, you can be cohesive in your messaging. You can almost never repeat your message too many times, especially if you if you get uh, creative and do it in different ways. Sometimes people are not in the right headspace to hear how you said it the first time or the way you said it the first time didn't land. Sometimes they don't follow you all the places and sometimes you just actually have not said it. So this is one thing I love helping people with. My superpower is like, repurposing and creating cohesion. And one of my own personal content missions in 2023 is to challenge myself to create just one piece of content per week and reuse it in all sorts of ways and then break it down, chunk it down and give it the most bang for its buck and increase the cohesion and the intentionality around what I'm sharing. And actually, this podcast is a good example of it because it started out as just like a massive brain dump. I wrote down everything I could think of, everything I might want to talk about, and I just got it out like raw, messy, very prolifically, as I'm sure you can imagine, you know, like thinking 10 Google Doc pages. Um, some of that was outlines. Some of that was bullet points. Some had like little stories I want to share in emails. It was just kind of a smorgasbord. Then I took that and broke it down into this podcast, which you're listening to. I created a blog on my website, which you can find with all my other, with less awesome segues and tangents, but more fun blogs. Um, I also created an email out of it, social media posts. So the result is a week of super cohesive content, one unified message, and being able to go deeper on topics rather than just kind of like spreading myself thin on all the different things I could talk about here and then all the different things I could talk about there and then all the different things I could talk about everywhere. You get the idea. I wanna give you one more example. Um, I recently swapped services with a fellow writer to do a website like once over. So we each decided we were gonna look over each other's websites and give each other recommendations. 
The website refresh is a service that I offer for one of my quick services on a regular basis. And I was really lucky to have somebody who could offer me her thoughts on mine too. So one of the things she pointed out to me was that I had like six different slogans on my page. Now I wanted to, you know, I love clever slogans. And so I of course wanted to include them all, um, all the ones I had thought of while I was writing my site, but all written out in that way, it was not cohesive. So I worked on boiling down and finding the main message which is I bring your message to life and I bring your voice to life. And I tie it in in different ways and say it in different ways. And I know this because this is exactly what I do for clients all the time. I'm like, nope, let's just pick one analogy, not five in that post. (laughs) But you know what they say about the cobbler's son shoes. Anyway, your website is another source of um, where you can focus on cleaning up and making sure that the message is cohesive. And same goes for slogans. Like that is part of your brand and the cohesion of your brand. So if you have a slogan, um, she built this is, is creating the new norm. If I started throwing in a whole bunch of other slogans, it would get confusing. So no more of that. Let's operation cohesion for you and me. And I do have a resource on this. I'm going to link it in the show notes. It's just a little download, uh, a freebie on repurposing. And I put it together for you. Because I, like I said, I, I do these cohesion refreshes on websites and across the board in your messaging, but I wanted you to be able to start right away on repurposing and pulling out pieces of content from all over and putting it into one big, like beautiful, cohesive package. Okay. Lesson number five, last lesson, show your people you care. Let me ask you a question. Do you care? Do you care about your clients? Do you care about your community, your listeners, your readers, your clients? I bet you do. I bet if you're listening to this show, you care. So show them. Show them that you care by turning the content back to them. Show them you care by listening and learning what they're struggling with on a regular basis. Engage with other people. I I really don't know how else to say it, but just showing up when it's time for you to promote something or you to shine the spotlight on you is not showing people that you care. Show people you care. Give value in whatever way that looks like for you. And I cannot remember for the life of me who first said this, but I first heard it from Stacey Nahysky in her social media membership. She used to say, when your heart's in service, you don't need to be nervous. And I echo those thoughts about content. So show them your big heart and your desire to help and support them and bye-bye nervousness in sharing what you've got. Okay, so we're ready to recap these real quick. We got lesson number one, consistency is better than frequency. Lesson number two, be more you. Lesson number three, credit the work and brilliance of other people. Lesson number four, cohesion. Bring cohesion to your content. And lesson number five, show your people that you care. And finally, here are four tiny, tiny things you can start doing today to get you started in all of this. If you can't think of what to post or what to say, answer questions. Answer questions about people ask you about your work, questions you they don't even know that they have, uh, questions that they're asking themselves when they're laying awake at night. 
Remember that there's no right way to do this marketing and content creation thing. So focus on the right way for you. Bring in collaborators, share platforms, ping ideas off of each other, start a fan club who can cheer you on as you do this and comment together. And lastly, I think we should all just have a little bit more fun when it comes to our content because we could probably all use a teeny bit more of that. Okay, and as I said at the beginning, this is general information, general takeaways, personal experiences, opinions, but it is by no means specific to you and your business and where you are right now, which is how most books, podcasts, and free content is. If you really want personalized, specific strategy for your own marketing and content, I would love to be your choice. We can work together one-on-one. You can join me in my upcoming Marketing Momentum Lab, which kicks off January 9th. In the Marketing Momentum Lab, uh, don't even get me started on it because it's so exciting, but we get into all of it when it comes to increasing your visibility in like really out of the box, true to you ways. And all the links for everything I mentioned today will be in the show notes. Don't forget to get yourself that freebie. I just made it. I'm super excited for you to start using it and have it. Um, And that's it. I can't wait to chat with you next week where I will tie the year up for us and we can march into 2023 together with more joy and enthusiasm for all that we do. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.